Welcome back to Garbage Film. This is the spooky show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies, while spooky, have a lot in common, such as being spooky, and you don't need to enjoy just one of the other, so we will take this spooky movie of the week and pair it with something artier or trashier, though not necessarily spooky, and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the least, get some entertainment out of the conversation. I thought you were going to say get spooked. <laughs> I'm way sorry. To, uh, way to just veer off the bit right at the end. I tried my best. You did. It was fine. <laughs> and uh, the best is coming from one of your hosts. I'm Nick. And uh, with me, as always, is the articulate cry of Pum to my long stretches of an ar- inarticulate shrieking. Aaron is here. Hi, Aaron. Hi. How you doing? Pum. <laughs> Pum. Pum. I can't. It's so satisfying. I know. It's real. And you got to kind of do the arm motion when you do it. Yeah. That's, I was doing it. That's yeah. What I, was saying, yeah. <laughs> I just want to paint the scene for you all here where Nick is going, pum, and throwing his arms up in the air. Desperately trying not to hit the mic. Yeah. Uh, you may have guessed that it's still October and it's still spooky. <gasps> oh, I, I get it. I left some real subtle hints in the intro this time. <laughs> we are covering this week a something that was quite in fashion in 2017. A little movie called One Cut of the Dead. A movie about one cut involving some dead. There yep. you go. Uh, it's all in the title. <laughs> I'm going to build up here to be like, this is a movie that if you're just subbing to the pod and throwing this on because you're like, I like talking about movies. If you want to watch this movie, a zombie movie? movie question mark, question yes. Mark, <laughs> uh, in your best interest, go into it with knowing as little as possible as we did. Which, yeah. yeah, and I know people say that a lot, and it's sometimes yeah. it honestly is for the best. This it it is it's such a more fun roller coaster little roller coaster ride mm-hmm. when you don't know what is gonna happen. Yeah, and part of that I will say, if you're making it like thirty minutes in, and you're like, man, this movie I sucks. Can't deal with it. <laughs> just stick with it. Yeah. Honestly, just watch the whole thing. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> it's it's something that, like, even if you get to the end and you're like, don't like that, then I feel like there's still a respect for it that comes through yeah. <laughs> of what it's trying to do that's very neat. Yes. Yeah. You'll at least see the whole product as intended. Yeah. So that's my big, enormous disclaimer. Yes. And this episode will be with full spoilers. So if yes. you haven't seen it and you're never going to see it, that's sad for you. But you can continue with this episode worry-free. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like it's impossible to talk about in any way without getting super spoilery, yeah. so that's just <laughs> here part we go. of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. So here we go. Strap in! <laughs> I'm picturing roller coaster advertisements when you get your picture taken at the certain swing of it and you're making a dumb face. That's, yeah. Do you like roller coasters? No, uh, I've oh, been on, like I think, six. Oh, that's very specific. I feel like each one harmed you psychically, and yes. you remember them very vividly. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. I can still feel the shake in my bones. Oh, boy. So I get my kicks watching movies instead. So cool. 
God, so lame. <laughs> One Cut of the Dead. That's the English title. The Japanese title literally translates as Don't Stop the Camera. <laughs> it's so funny. Exclamation mark. Yep. You forgot. Yes. <laughs> Just Don't Stop the Camera. Because they say it so many times in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just for those of you out there that love the like, oh, they said the name of the title of the movie. This, <laughs> this is going to be your movie. This one's for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this movie stars virtually all unknowns at the time. Mm. Everybody in it, I th- with the exception of maybe the main female lead and the main uh, male lead, are had never appeared in movies previously. Oh, wow. Okay. Because all of these people signed up to do an acting seminar. And then at the end, they're like, yeah, let's just make the movie. Oh, for real? Yeah. (laughs) That's so cute. Yeah. Amazing. Wait, so this wasn't like a trap? Like, we're going to make a movie about making a movie. So you have to, you don't know you're signed up to make the movie. but. I honestly couldn't figure that out. (laughs) Just, it just feels like something they do. The very cynical side of me believes that like, uh, director and writer uh, Shinichiro Ueda went into this with, like, I'm going to force these students to make a movie for me. And, <laughs> but the fun-loving, happy side of me is just like, oh, well, they just found it together and worked through this thing. Uh, it was, like, partially crowdfunded, and nice. uh, that's where a lot of the money came from. And it was shot in, like, I think six days total. Um, it's clearly very low budget, but mm. not in a not in a cheap way, mm. a cheap-looking way, just in a... There's just, it's sparse in that very specific way. Yeah, it's got no budget, but made by somebody who knows how to actually make movies. Like, it's not experimental. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I got the big, bold, big spoiler warning in my notes that I'm just trying to scroll past here because I don't want to see that anymore. (laughs) Uh, But the, all the people who appeared in this have, like, started going on to have, like, careers after this, which is great. That's great. It's just, like, this little launch pad for everybody. It's a very creative, fun movie. Yeah. So you've got uh, Takeyuki Hamatsu, Yuzuki, Akiyama, and she was in a few other movies, I think, before this mm, one. So yes, right. She's, got, she's coming in with some cred. <laughs> Street cred. Uh, you've got Kazuaki Nagaya, Harumi Shuhama, Manabu Hosoi, and Hiroshi Ichihara. That's like the core of it, and then we've mm. got, got more people beyond there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about uh, how this movie goes. Uh, I think this was one that you you brought to the table. You were like, yeah, I really want to watch this one. You yes. About it. Yeah. Can't remember where I heard about it from, but, you know, just working in movies, that'll, things will float across your desk. And, mm-hmm. and I had this exact experience of... I, it was presented to me as, like, a movie about making a zombie movie. Oh, okay. So you knew more about it going in than uh, me. Yeah. Sort of, but even that wasn't quite enough to grasp, like, the structure of it because <laughs> it's clear that the people involved... Like, the first half hour, you see, like, the director come in and yell at the cast, and you see, like, the grips moving in and out. Like, it's very clear and obvious that's that's not trying to be hidden at all. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, this isn't good. Like, maybe, <laughs> you know, when you're watching these sort of Midnight Madnessy, you know, type of things where you're like, yeah, this is clearly done with, like, a smaller budget mm. and one location and... Maybe there's going to be some like crazy gore to make up for yeah. it, or it just just yeah something like something shocking is going to happen, and it just kind of never does. Yeah. So it feels like there's going to be a turn at, at any time in this first half hour that you're watching the movie, and then you get to the end and you're like, okay. <laughs> so what the fuck so are we doing? Am I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you start doubting the taste of everybody who recommended it to you, and yeah. you're like. Mm. 
but it's can't all be winners. It's quaint. So yeah, let's let's now that all the big spoiler talks out of the way, the structure of this movie. You've got the yes. first chunk, which is the one shot TV show of that's called One Cut of the Dead. Yes. And then you've got the the so, thing that was broadcast, like yes. in the conceit of this movie, the first half hour is what the audience saw. And this, to me, I knew very little about going in, and this is what I think it was mostly advertised as, as this is the movie you're going to right. see, is yeah. this one-shot zombie. You're going to see one cut of the dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, surprise, you get second act is putting it together, and the third act is seeing things from the director's point of view as opposed to the... Yeah, the here's what the cast was seeing as the cameras were rolling. Yeah, which is... I got so much happy things to say, but it's just... It's a ton of fun. Such a little magic trick. Yeah. So, so great. <laughs> I know. But just to ground that, so this first 35 minutes, 37 minutes is okay, the first right. opening bit. It's and a like, long time to go with no hint that this is going to get enriched in any way. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, the, the funny thing with this movie is that everything that's set up as weird in this first half is paid off in the third. So it is... Totally. He's literally generating contrivances for you to follow up on. Like it's it's right, yeah. <laughs> it's the most heavy-handed way to do it, but it still feels great. I don't know. It's it's a very fine line between like everything pays off well in the third act because you remember how weird it was in the first act. It's not random weird. It's very specific weird. Yes. Where you're like why did they say that? Or why did he stand up? Or why, like, <laughs> that why didn't she, yeah. <laughs> or like, why are, why is this person suddenly back in frame? Like, it's, it's a lot of very specific, what? Like, weirdnesses. And if it had just been the first 37 minutes, you'd been like, did they edit this at all? Like, did, were they aware that this was on film? Or and it then, like, you know. Well, this is the best one we got, yeah. so we'll put the title on it. <laughs> so the the payoff in the third act is because it was it was written to be just weird enough without being like just nothing is making sense. Like it, it's it's holding on by <laughs> the skin of its A teeth. Thread, like it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the it's clearly mostly working, but there are these weird moments where you're like. That's a really long pause. Why are they all looking in the same direction? Like, do you know what I mean? So it's it's written extremely well. It's not just random. It's written so that you remember what went weird. Yeah, in the, the first stuff act. stands out because it is. Yeah. Like, I think that the first minute is a good microcosm of all this, where you're watching the film within the film. Yes. Opening, and you're like, oh, this is bad. And then the director comes on. And, and then is, you zoom out one level. Yeah. yeah. And he's shouting about like, that was bad. That was so bad. Your <laughs> acting is so bad. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Cool right. reveal. And then for me, I know every time we got to like one of those, it seemed like it's going along fine. Everything is like, like the, the main pair walking up the stairs after that that brief shouting that very natural feels yeah. like oh okay yeah this They're is having a, a real tough thing. time like these two yeah we're just watching two people actually be behind the scenes of their own movie yeah, yeah. but then we get to the, the the dude just like there's a big bang on the window and they're like oh that was scary what was that <laughs> just silence as he stands up and sits there like, I guess he's nervous, but yeah. like, how did he transform from being a good actor and yeah. very natural to a bad actor? <laughs> yes, it could be very tiresome, Yeah, but it, it pays off so well. And it's like, I know that this is going to hold the record for me of being a movie I actively disliked. 
yeah. rallying to being like I was hooping. Hardest turnaround yeah. in history. <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't help but feel like it's done that way a little bit on purpose, yeah. so that you are fully like, oh my god, like instead of wow, that was kind of bad. Like that was amazing considering. You yeah. Know? <laughs> But it's it's so niche because I'm yeah, glad yeah. you brought up Midnight Madness. I hadn't thought of that because this is just like a Midnight Madness. The first 37 minutes is a Midnight Madness style movie. Is of, what it's supposed to be, clearly. Yeah, yes. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're shooting something that's supposed to be like a, you know, gory zombie movie slasher type thing. Yeah. And it's just it's not quite going right. It doesn't have any of that like cool kills <laughs> or, you know, neat character moments that the Midnight Madnesses kind of tend to. Yeah, like, we've seen enough of these to know that sometimes you'll go into them and you're like, you get, as you were saying, I feel like there's this phenomenon of you get 50 minutes in and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And then it goes on for another hour. You're like, yep, still get yep. it. Yep, okay. <laughs> I understand what's happening. Yeah. That isn't a put down that's just like, it's impossible to make a movie. So the fact that somebody managed to like package a whole thing, you're like, ah, I get it. The fact that someone can communicate I mean, to you <laughs> totally, is Totally, like, right? Totally. Cool. And it's different from other stuff, so... Novelty yeah. factor, hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that it can take, it can kind of package that feeling and turn it into a whole new thing. It's it's such yeah. a, like, there are a lot of layers to it in that sense of, like, you're watching a movie, but then you're watching that movie get made. But then you're watching, you, the audience, the actual audience, is watching the making of the making of the ma Do you know yeah. what I mean? And the fact that they managed to start out with this like recognizable product under so many layers of mm -hmm. stuff is really cool. Yeah. It's it's such a funny little like the director being, I know you all know what these movies are supposed <laughs> to be like. So here's where, you know, you can kind of spot where things are off. Yeah. Where you they would normally take this turn or that turn. It's not quite happening that way. And your brain is latching onto that because it's such a recognizable product and being like, well, why though? Why would you do that? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's so great. clever. It's one of these things that's so clearly like he just loves the source material. You know, <laughs> I can't do. I remember watching this. I think it was last Halloween we watched this the first time, Probably. and just like in this first thirty minutes, just turning to each other, be like, "It's on. We'll just keep watching it." Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a movie that's demanded more buy-in from me. Yes, more commitment. More, yeah, more polite respect, yeah. and we'd be like, "Well, hear them out." <laughs> I know what the runtime is. I know it's not going to be three hours of this, so I'm yeah. safe. Um, like we don't, we don't, we're not on our phones while we watch movies. But it, I feel like when oh, I when yeah. I can feel myself drifting, it's when I start talking to you. Yeah, yes. Like you turning over and being like, "So what's up with Palm or whatever?" And they leave so many big spaces yeah. for that too. Uh, it's funny. So. Yes. But now yes. that we've trashed the first, the experience of watching the first act. But you're right, though. The reason that it, it feels like such a great rally and you're, like, so into the second half is because you've been you've been brought low. You've yeah. been humbled by this movie. <laughs> yeah. It has dragged you through some light dirt, for sure. <laughs> yes. And it helps that, like, you know what it is funny? I'm noticing a lot on this go-around that, obviously, the first half is going to be much improved by knowing where everything ends up you can watch sure. with that in mind yeah but a thing i hadn't realized is the like the color scheme and the way everything is shot is different like the tv show has different a different color palette than everything else mm, everything else sure. is much brighter and looks more natural and the yeah. opening has that like it's j-horror but like yeah. that that like that washed out green tinge. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're shooting this movie in like an, ab an abandoned water treatment plant or yeah. something, you know? And it feels like the color, like it's being color keyed to like 
accentuate that and then yeah. you're out of that viewpoint and even when you go back there in the third act it's like it's so not quite the same yeah because <laughs> that's when the hijinks are happening yeah it's great i was seeing somebody who i can't remember who this was but just somebody reviewing this and being like i hated this movie like even knowing the reveal i hated this movie but i respect it so much and it's no other movie has like showed how you have to like develop uh, an independent horror product. It's just like that alone <laughs> sure. means it's worth existing. I hated watching it, but it's like <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, there's that grudging respect. Won't be for everybody, but I feel like certainly movie people will will get a get. Like if you've yeah. worked on a movie, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. And like we haven't worked on movies, but we still get a kick out of it. We That's know true. people who have worked on movies, so we're kind of in between. We've yeah. played soundtracks for movies, and we've oh, accidentally walked through shots a lot because we oh, live in downtown s- Toronto, and they do not put up signs. Yeah. They're just, they just start yelling if you're in the shot. I'm like, isn't that messing up your shot? I was a big shot ruiner in Montreal. That was my... <laughs> you're very tall. You're hard to hide. And I'm very oblivious. Yeah. So. <laughs> You've got big headphones and don't want to make eye contact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Going back to the movie, though, one thing you know I love is a late title drop. <laughs> the latest maybe I've ever seen, like, except for if it's at the end of the movie entirely. <laughs> I think the only one that I can think of is Drive My Car. <laughs> <laughs> so late. Yeah, or like, I don't know, like you literally the last frame of the movie is the title card yeah. for effect. That's the only other, yeah. The thing I love about this so is funny. you get the 38 minute and I guess title drop of like the fake credits roll. Yes. We get the title drop and then we get the beginning of the second act that goes through all this, the setup of if this was done chronologically, this would be where the movie would start, yes. obviously. Well, it does, doesn't it? Um, one week earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then it does another title drop after that. That's of right. The exact yeah. same <laughs> font and everything. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it kills me. Yeah, Thanks it's good. <laughs> Which one's the movie, guys? <laughs> it's very cute. Uh, and the, oh, yeah, what does the actual, the actual, like, TV show is called True Fear. That's right. the, like, the, yeah. which is very funny that the title drop isn't correct yeah wait a minute <laughs> yes so the second act is them trying to assemble this yeah. like again if you've worked in movies or tv and you're trying to put this together just like the network just has this thing in mind where they're like yeah. we want it to go viral I'm like what the fuck are you talking about what does that mean and like the production crew is all cranky and the actors are difficult and yeah. like this director is you can see him whenever anyone asks him for something stupid you can see like the eyelid twitch and then he just goes yep no problem and you can tell he's doing a lot of bowing not out of like yes respect but yeah. like i can't make eye contact yeah. when I'm talking about this. i just i can't look at this in the face <laughs> one of their one of their like production crew is a functioning alcoholic and it's just getting yeah. worse and worse and like a lot of inappropriate nervous giggling about it yeah <laughs> i drink so i don't shake <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen my daughter in eight years. <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy! Sharing. Uh, so, so it's a director on the edge. Is the you yes know, the real yeah. crux of this movie? A director on the edge who is also having estrangement from his daughter. And like, true. I feel like the first time around it hit me really hard on a rewatch. I was just kind of like, yeah, I know that part. Mm. How do you feel about? Because I feel like this is even though the entire movie isn't a one shot gimmick movie. Right. It is kind of a gimmick movie overall. <laughs> I think it's both. I, it's yeah. certainly it's a fun gimmick, and and it's like a ah oh, neat reveal the mm. the first time around. But then I think it just does like the structure is kind of funny, and it doesn't necessarily have the same impact the second time, or maybe the second time it does because then you know what's going on behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't feel that it's a, a gimmicky movie in that oh, way. Okay. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get sick of that setup. Because <laughs> I know I found like father and child stuff will always work on me. So sure. the fact that that's in there, and it's just like I think you get two or three scenes, and the rest is subtext. But mm-hmm. like one or two very clear textual. I'm sad I miss my daughter scenes. Yeah, I mean, like, she lives with them. The, yeah, but you know teenagers, Erin. Well, <laughs> teens. <laughs> That's kind of the crux of it, right? Is that this, his daughter, the director's daughter, is, like, both following in her father's footsteps because she wants to be a director, but also kind of breaking away from, like, she she doesn't think he's, like, radical enough or tough enough, and, and she's, like, yelling at child stars <laughs> on set, like, that level of, like, wild director, capital D, <laughs> stuff, and he's not, and he's yeah. kind of gotten subsumed by, like, you know, he has to work for a network, so he has to take notes, and he has to, like, tone it down, and just do what, these silly, like, soap operas and stuff. His tagline is cheap, fast, and adequate, or something like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, like, average. All of, average, that's what it yeah. is. Uh, all of her, um, those scenes where she's chatting at the child actor, it's all stuff that we just saw the father director doing like all the techniques like use this for eye drops and right. I'm going to be nice to you to and whatever cry. you want to do and see and it's yeah. not about your lines and she at the child actor's like no you can't use the body you have to deliver your lines on camera yeah. like it's all stuff <laughs> of like she is mad at her father it's very clear yeah <laughs> like, yeah he has to come and like you know they're the mom is kind of worried about her because she's being so intense about the stuff yeah. and it's just like what they're shooting a commercial or something yeah. like it's nothing life or death and so he has to kind of check in and see like honey you can't scream at a seven-year-old and like almost gets into a fist fight with the mom yeah. and she's very so yeah it's it's clearly like i'm a teen and i'm troubled about most things <laughs> and then i've got this thing where like i really i stand for something in my mind and yeah. he doesn't and i that's unacceptable and you're like diluting the art and you know, so it's but it's very close to home, and so she's conflicted about it. And, yeah, yeah, I think it. I think it works great. A lot of the uh, the just sifting through reviews of this movie uh, over the past couple of years, and a lot of people tend to have an issue with like they feel like the second act is like the 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 least strong because it's very slow. But to me, mm. it's like I love that all of that setup stuff. Like it's yeah, no, I all do the too. Really obvious setup stuff that you know is going to come from the movie now sure yeah. uh things like oh this person is cast as this thing but they're not that yes. role in the movie what's gonna happen it's this like okay well i saw that character yeah. in the first 35 minutes and that's not who was playing <laughs> them so what happened between then and now yeah and it's like all of that stuff is so oh like heavy-handed in like how it's being set up like you know the alcoholic's gonna have something to do with alcoholism come back yeah uh the hard water guy is gonna have issues we know all this yes. but all the the it's not, it's not subtle. It's subtle by relative degrees, but like this stuff of estrangement in the family and yeah. everybody coming together and the director having to stand for something. It actually does. I found it quite affecting myself. I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's it contributes so much to like you're so on their side by the end. Of That's like, what it is. Yeah. Yes, I like achieved a victory over the kind of average blandness <laughs> of my career as it is. Yeah, victory against blandness. I like that. Yeah. But you mentioned before loving the structure. I think that it's great because a thing we talk about on this podcast all the time is like 
spoiler conversational things. Sure. Like, how you know something's going to go. And we introduced this episode with, like, spoilers, don't yeah. listen unless you've seen it. But this does the perfect thing. Well, I guess it's less spoiler, more, like, prequely stuff. Where it's like, sure. here's where you wind up, and here's where it starts. And yeah, there's a little mini prequel in between the, yeah. Yeah, where you're like, you're excited to see how things start connecting. Totally. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we do talk about spoilers a lot, but I mean, so much of movie making is just telling a story consistently, like making yeah. good movies. Just, yeah, if you see, you know, Chekhov's gun or whatever, like if you see the gun on the wall, you're gonna, like yeah. everything should ideally be placed on set for a reason and written into the script for a reason. Intention, and, yeah. Yeah, and that's not spoilers. That's <laughs> consistency and, mm. like, people acting logically and, like, not even logically, but understandably and, like, going from point A to point B. That's 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 all this movie is. Yeah. It's just we started at point A and ended up at point B, you know? Like, <laughs> it's not it's not a spoiler in the same sense, I feel like. Yeah, I just, I feel like there's so much, and in my mind I'm thinking of, like, a literal prequel or whatever that has this, like, here's all the big setup and here's how we got there and you're never satisfied by the prequel part. And the, yeah. But the fact that this all works so great and the setups are all paid off so, so nicely. And it is because you're on their side so much. They've got I, such yeah. a, like... Let's do it together. Overcome it, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, so it, it's good payoff because it, it makes sense and it's not contrived in the same way where you're yeah. like, this is such a silly place to get to. Where would you even start from? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, I feel like maybe, you know, our spoiler talk at the beginning notwithstanding, even knowing that like the first 35 minutes, you're going to see how they made that, <laughs> even knowing that, I don't think would... would take away from your enjoyment of it no probably not you might not get the same like intense roller coastery like oh yeah. i get it uh, yeah. <laughs> pulled back from your like intense dislike of the first half hour <laughs> so yeah i will like always remember the fake credits rolling and being like that was short sure yeah but it did feel like the longest thing Bad. in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah so fair yeah. you gotta go on that journey <clears throat> would it surprise you to know i assumed going into this movie is like oh the director wanted to do a one-shot thing and then the rest of the movie like rolled out of that it was actually mm -hmm. the reverse he wanted to do a like oh, okay i'll like do a, a movie and then you do the like uh behind the scenes pre-production and then it ends at the same spot as where it started and you're seeing how all this payoff stuff works sure and he's going through that and like oh the best way to do that is let's make it like a one cut thing because then there's so much stuff you can't be like, okay, cut, now fix. Right, uh, sure, and sure, And then sure. resume rolling. It's like, okay, I guess, well, I guess it only makes sense to shoot a one shot thing at the top. Right. As hard as that is. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing. Then you've, then you actually have to shoot a one shot 35 minute movie. <laughs> yeah. So you have to do that. You have to shoot another camera behind that shooting the one shot yeah. stuff. And then over the credits, you get the shooting of the shooting of... Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the part at which I clock out mentally where I'm like, I can't. I've bye seen bye. this by too many ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they really are making at least two movies, possibly two and a half movies <laughs> at, this, at this point. And I love, so it was, like I said, acting seminar peeps. Yes. Uh, and it was a, like, good. and culminating in this acting seminar is we'll shoot a movie. So they shot it in eight days. Sorry, yeah. So oh, wow. the, the one shot bit 
was shot over six takes in two days. Oh, boy. Okay. So that's... Oh, six takes of this thing. And they did the fifth take, and they're like, that's the best one. It's going to work. It's perfect. And there was, like, a technical gaffe, no. like, approaching the level of, like, oh, we left the cap on we the like, camera. Yeah. It was too... I read it, and it was like, I don't understand that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Something bad. Yeah, so it was like, oh, fuck, okay. Holy shit. Number six, here we go. <laughs> Over two days. Oh, my God. And then they shot the rest of it in six days, which that's going to feel like uh, we're all very tired, but this is so easy. Compared oh, my to God. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And it's it's got, uh, I think, the first Japanese movie to do this domestically. But if not, it's it's certainly a record holder of some description. Yeah. But it uh, it had a budget of $25,000 US adjusted. Wow. Um, and it earned over $30 million U.S. US dollars? Just in Japan. Oh, wow. Uh, So it's the first Japanese movie, I think, to earn 1,000 times its budget at the box office. (laughs) Not the first movie. Pretty good. Pretty good. I was trying to find other examples, and there's like tons of these in Hollywood, like the original Halloween. Oh, yeah? uh, It's a very horror movie thing because You gotta start with a cheap budget to... Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) By word of mouth, it goes from there. But yeah, like... This is one of those things of, like, Shinichiro Ueno's, like, hates zombie movies. So he's like, now I'm going to become the zombie movie guy? This sucks. <laughs> no, I think it's pretty clear that he would not be good at directing a zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is it's his... not good. His resume for Don't his Let Me... His reverse calling card. I will never be doing one of these. I think you'll find. <laughs> I think you'll find that it won't work. <laughs> I promise to make it bad. I will give everyone on set diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> very clear in my movie. Just watch me. <laughs> Oh, that's great. He's so funny. Has he... So he'd, he'd done some other stuff before, I take it, right? Yeah, and, like, mostly as he... I think he even he goes through and describes it as, like, real lowbrow comedy stuff. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, I, I don't know if that. I'm using somebody else's review of his, but, mm. yeah, he, he had done a few things. Um, okay. His first movie was called Rice and Boobs, so <laughs> that gives you an idea of... Okay, all right. Okay. And, like, the tagline is, what would you choose, rice or boobs? So, like, very American Pie-y all right. kind of guy. So, very text, no subtext here. Yes, which is, like, One Cut of the Dead is just that, but well, suppose, with a fun yeah. structure to it, so... A fun little gimmick. I keep saying gimmick, but like not in a bad way. No, gimmicks yeah. can be fun. Like it's yeah. the novelty. Novelties are fun and exciting for a reason. Like honestly, as we're talking about this, I am thinking a lot about our psycho talk a few weeks back. Oh yeah. Like all the amount of like novelty, destabilizing people. Like no one is gonna do it the same again because it was just this flashpoint thing. And if you do it again, you're just like, oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, no, totally. I, 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 but I mean, like the gimmick is backed up in this case by some actual emotional stakes. Yeah, it's like this guy is having such a tough time, and like this would really help his relationship with his daughter, and like a lot of people are counting on him. And yeah. his wife was like a former actress, and she quit because it was like tearing their family apart. Like her work was too much for you know, and she's back in it now, and this has to go well, and just you know, mm-hmm. there, there is actual pathos behind the gimmick so i i don't it's still a gimmick but i don't feel like you can say it with the negative connotation because it's just the way the story is playing out all things exist on a spectrum and gimmick has a spectrum exactly one cut of the dead to american pie (laughs) i've never seen american pie i don't think i me neither (laughs) i know that involves something about a sexy pie I think you might have taken that <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's funny. Even now, there's so little written about this movie. And I think part of it, it's, it's hard to do it 
after you get past the like, yeah, the structure's neat. <laughs> I honestly, in trying to like write down my thoughts about this movie, mm. it is so hard just from like an ontological viewpoint. Just uh, am I t- when I say the movie, am I talking about <laughs> True Fear? Am I talking about like the <laughs> one cut of the dead, or am I talking about like the making of one cut of the dead? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's actually just hard to structure a sentence talking about the movie. <laughs> So I get it. Mm. But it also feels like a very niche thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's a Japanese zombie movie is kind of how it's marketed. And even if it's a goofy Japanese zombie movie, that's still a niche that maybe uh, some people don't want to break into. Well, yeah. And I know my I keep talking about my expectation of this movie. I did go into it thinking I am going to watch a serious movie mm, sure. that is a one shot like a taut thriller that's yeah. low budget like yeah. i was picturing a night of the living dead but it's one shot sure, it's exactly. literally the level of uh like craft, craft and budget <laughs> okay. uh, that i was expecting okay so it makes sense not only, like it didn't i'm not going to be the guy that like it blew my expectations away five stars but it like took my expectations put it in a little box and mailed it elsewhere and <laughs> then brought me inside to have some stew and i was like what are i thought we were gonna watch a movie. are we not <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's just like, okay, well, that's nice that you came in here with that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like Evil Dead is a good comparison, right? Where Actually, it's like, yes, yeah, yes. it's it's goofy, but it is like, it's cool and they have cool ideas and, and they're done well. And I think it's for, like this comedic suspense versus horror suspense. Like this movie yeah. has comedic suspense of like, how are they going to do it? You True. already saw that it happened and it sucked on yeah. camera. The <laughs> you know, it's not going to go well. Are, are they going to, yeah, the, the whole premise is they, you know, they made it through yeah. technically, <laughs> but in the moment as they're making it, the pressure is you can't stop the camera. This yeah. is one cut. If we cut away, like, it's kind of implied that this guy might not be getting another job if this goes poorly. Yeah. This is his, you know, the network wants to to keep him on. And so there's that very real pressure of, like, <laughs> what's your level of things that have to go wrong to stop rolling? The biggest, and I, obviously it's the climactic moment, the human pyramid at the end, yes, yeah. is the most, like, I know watching it the first time, I was like, what are they going to do? Like, I know they do it, dummy. <laughs> but again, all the fun is finding yeah. out how. You yeah. trick me a dang movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's all I got on One Cut of the Dead. That's, totally fair. Yeah. Well, to put us further in the shoes of this movie, I would like to propose a segment. Um, I haven't named it because I'm lazy. But <laughs> I want to see... If you would make it through the movie that they made in real life, <laughs> okay. okay? So if you're... Spoiler alert, I'm not very capable. <laughs> I probably won't make it. We'll see if you die. Um, I want to find out if you were the protagonist of True Fear. Would you Would you be making it to the end? And would your movie... Like, would you, would you make a good movie out of it? Okay. Okay? Okay. So... I'm going to ask you a series of would you rather questions, and I'm going to assign points based on your answer. Oh, nice. Okay. And then that'll gauge where you fall on this, like, live or die and also make the movie <laughs> spectrum. I love a rubric. Bring it on. <laughs> oh, we're going to get rubriced. Ready? <laughs> okay. So. It's a rubric house. <laughs> Good pause, though. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> Now I'm going to make that theme song. Thank you. I'll, I'll shoehorn it in there somewhere. Just auto-tune me good saying <laughs> that. Or leave it really monotone like I just I did. I don't Both know are how. Both choices. <laughs> We're artists. <laughs> Here we go. 
What's You're wrong? the star of what is supposed to be the co- become the movie True Fear. Right, okay. You get hired to make this zombie movie. Your, your zombie movie has the chance to shoot in a reputedly haunted water filtration plant <laughs> out in the country. Would you rather do it for authenticity Okay. or pick somewhere else less creepy? I mean, I know how it goes, but I got to pick it for authenticity because I feel like the other option right. is you're picking it because you're going to do it on like a set or something like that. And like, that sucks. <laughs> I, it's, it's up to you. You got to make the decision. Real locations are always better. And how are you going to find a better location than this? A totally fair argument to make. Thank you. Great. <laughs> Number two, as you begin shooting, your director starts to have a meltdown about how the cast isn't giving enough. All okay. the acting is fake. It's not coming across. Would you rather get more into it? Maybe use real axes to like threaten your, you know, co-star love interest as a zombie or whatever <laughs> to make to keep the director happy? Or do you want to take a break, make them simmer down, like have the producer kind of take them off set and, and cool them off? I'm going with the producer on set to cool them off because and Aaron knows this about me, but if I were to cause somebody a meltdown or somebody yells at me, I will just cry. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be good on camera after that. Oh, that could be great on camera then, um, yes. But I would feel too vulnerable, and that puts me in a really awkward position as an actor. So right. I just need some space right now. I'm going to go and, you That's know, great. have some soft water. <laughs> this is very, you've been on the health and safety committee at work before. <laughs> like, absolutely not for the real axes. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah, there's that too. Okay. I'm also terrifically scared of everything. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. That'll inform some of the rest of this. Oh, boy. Okay. Question three. You're moving to the next scene, and there's a sudden noise outside, like something hitting the side of the building. Mm. Would you rather stay inside or investigate? See, I feel like this is a clear choice from safety, but knowing me... Okay, let's think about this. <laughs> uh, if... You're you're on this movie set. You're trying to make yeah. this movie. I would... Tempers are high. Weird noise. There's a noise... <laughs> I think I would investigate, but the way I would investigate is I wouldn't open the door. I would just do the like hands up to the window right, to perfect. help shield the eyes to look through. Like I'm leaving a barrier between me and the Okay, noise. all right. Yeah, I but I'm trying my best to see what's going on. Because if for no other reason, I got to know if something's going to be like being loud while we're shooting. That's that's no good. That's just professionalism. If there's sure. some kind of feral water filtration hog running around. <laughs> 30 to 50 of them? <laughs> All right, noted. Suddenly, somebody's disembodied arm flies at you through the open door, and there's a zombie! Ah, uh, for real! Would you rather flee the building or stay inside and barricade the entrances? Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Do you run or hide? I think I'm a barricaded kind of guy. I feel like I'm always going to be the, like, this is a big, I've been an operations guy all my life. I'm, like, I'll know what's in the place already, or at least know how to take inventory but it's sure. more of a like okay i can take stock here right okay we can limit as you get outside and like what are you gonna do there's tall grass everywhere you're trapped you're in the country no cell signal you're with your expression here i feel like i'm taking the blade runner test like i feel like you're gonna <laughs> tell me like actually you're inhuman <laughs> like that's good next question a turtle is on its back in the <laughs> we're gonna find out a lot about you today. Uh, no, do you notice i'm not taking the test i'm getting very warm <laughs> 
I feel like there's got to be some level of this where I ask you, and how is this test making you feel? Would you rather run away right now or keep I answering? noticed I was clutching my throat defensively, <laughs> but uh, let's let's go on. You've got okay. my answer for that one. That's great. All right. <laughs> I'm going to submit these results to the doctor. No. Okay. In trying to get to the exits to barricade them, you okay. see the director is back and is actually herding zombies into the building no. so they can film the attacks. Don't do that. That bastard. Would you rather fight the zombies or the director <laughs> in this moment? Hmm. <laughs> Speaking, like I know what happens in the movie and there's other people around, but if it's just me, yes. like I'm not thinking about my compatriots. You, you have some of your co-stars around. Okay. You, you've, you've seen the movie True Fear. You know that there are a couple of co-stars yeah. still around at this time. I think, I like I know... We all know what zombies are. I can outrun a zombie. They're clumsy. Mm, They're okay. falling down. Stumbly, yeah. I don't have great cardio, but I can stay ahead. You can make it work. Uh, I'm going to beat the shit out of the director. Because <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. Going to hit him with his own camera. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> Good stuff. Because that shit don't fly. <laughs> and this is a very... <laughs> this is not respectful behavior on set. This is a very, like, video game thing of, like, okay, well, you can keep deflecting bullets as much as you want. You got to go disable the machine. The guy that's yeah. creating the ads. You got to take go. him out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. So you managed to knock out the director. Nice. And you managed to take apart a few zombies. God, but I'm it, so strong. Yeah, this is great for you. <laughs> Turn it out great. <laughs> but it seems like you might have gotten bit in the process. ruh would you rather wait and see, not say anything, or reveal it to your suddenly extremely axe-happy cast member Ugh. who did most of the zombie murdering back there and has got a real taste for blood? Oh, there's no, like, medium ground, eh? Nope. Okay. You either say something or you don't. Because, I mean, I'm a bad liar, so I'm going to be crying. They... <laughs> There's a lot of crying in this test for you. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to... <laughs> I respect that. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because what I would want to do is tell them and then be like, I'm just going to like lock the door here and be on my own. Right. Give me a separate room. Yeah. Put yeah. me in a shed. Stay nearby so I can talk to you because I'm going to be lonely and scared. <laughs> Crying. Crying. Aforementioned. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to tell people okay. with that proposal. Like I'm putting the proposal forward. Okay. Like let's... Keep it cool, but I mean, I think I may have gotten bit. I'm yes. going to go and sequester myself and, uh, yeah. Have a nice life, guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. Uh, on your way... That no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so on your way, you know, out of the zombie heavy area, uh, you notice a shed painted with a pentagram in what looks a lot like blood. Mm, okay. Would you rather... <laughs> Go in to see if you can break the zombie spell somehow. Destroy a totem of some kind. <laughs> Power wash the blood off of the shed, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Find a rake, rake us some leaves. Yeah. There. <laughs> or do you leave it the fuck alone? Well, I mean, if in the scenario, if I think I'm bit, I'm going to do the noble thing. And I'm going to go in and be like, I'm already gone. Let me, like... Save others. I'm about nice. saving others. I'm mm. very noble in that way. I can tell that you're starting to come around on like, this is, I gotta make myself <laughs> come out of this good. Nice. I'm crying while I'm doing it. Though, I know. So it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> We're gonna have a long decompress after this episode. Okay, great. So you're gonna throw yourself on the, you know, zombie pentagram mm -hmm. totem. Okay. 
as you're trying to do that, you get chased onto the roof, and your co-star slash love interest is waiting for you there, but as a zombie. Oh, for no. real. Mm. Would you rather slice and dice? Oh, no. Or try and wake them up, like bring them back? Uh, I know you're still in there. Man, I mean, it's one of the most contrived zombie things we got. I that, know. Like, no, I know you're still in there. <laughs> I know you wouldn't do this. I know, yeah. <laughs> you love me more than you love brains. I guess my question is, if I'm slicing and dicing, are there tools around? or is Yeah, this you picked like, up an axe. Okay. Yeah. Because that does make it easier. If it is a, like, you got, you know, a Swiss Army knife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't just have to, like, choke out your, yeah, or your beloved. Like, yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> Man. I'm so scared of getting hurt that I do think I would slice and dice. Okay, all yeah. right. Slice and dice it is. Yeah, like I, it would be hard for me. <laughs> At this stage, I'm very dehydrated yeah. from the crime. <laughs> from all the crime? <laughs> the blood loss, the tears. Yeah, yep. okay. All right. Last question. Okay. Before you can decide, I made you choose for no reason. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You just wanted to know if I'd I just wanted to know if I would get an axe in the skull. The director reappears, so you knocked him out, but he's back, and goads them into attacking you, and you have to kill them in self-defense. So okay. he made the choice for you. Oh, okay. Uh, now I feel like a jerk. Would you rather kill the zombies and call the police once you're out of there? Once he's like, "Great, we got it in the can. Let's let's go back to town and let's." And you're like, "Mm-hmm." Let's get post-production then, on this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Immediately call the police once you're back in cell range, or do you chase down the director with the axe you have and finish it? Oh boy. Oh, I'm trying to put myself in the moment because I am, I regret to say this out loud, I am a little tattler. I know this about me. <laughs> oh, you're a little rat! <laughs> yeah, I'm a little okay. rat. Okay, all right. Not, not in a way of like I would do it to afford myself or anything, but I do have a like, they should follow the rules! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kind of way. All right. So that is tempting. But at this at this stage, if he's made me kill you, mm. like that's the thing. That the night, sure. yeah, I'm hunting him down. Nice. Okay. All right. That's a that's a bold move. Because well, I, I mean, the other element to this is like I call the cops, and what they're gonna they're not gonna believe any of this. They're gonna think I killed everybody. Like that's ooh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But you've got all that footage, and the director has been standing there shoving zombies at screaming, crying people. Yeah, but a bunch of Blue Lives Matter people are gonna show up and be like, "Ah, oh, these Hollywood pedophiles." <laughs> Like, what a not, turn! Not gonna believe them. <laughs> All right then. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> Did that make it into your rubric? Can I see if you got a no. Hollywood? <laughs> he said, "Blue lives matter." People check. No. Um. Great. Okay. Let's tally this up. All right. So you scored. Lay it on me. I can I don't, take a coach. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's your results. You can probably take care of yourself. Oh, okay. You're gonna That's need news to, to me. be Tell lucky. my mother. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna need to be lucky a few times, mm. and your movie is gonna do fine <laughs> as a result. Oh, I didn't realize that was part of the stakes. Oh, that's part of the stakes. You're walking away with the camcorder, so yeah, your your movie will be fine. It won't be all that compelling. It'll do fine in the domestic market. Um, it'll become a, a it'll have a little cult resurgence in like. 12 years. Oh, I think I'd like that more than being successful in the moment. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Then it worked out. Oh, great. Would you like to hear what the other results are? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
various endings. I'm a, so I'm a completionist. Is, yes. I gotta see what all the endings are. This is like you you scored five out of nine. So you took the risky options sometimes <laughs> and the safe options sometimes. So like average out. You know, you might need to be lucky a few times. Um, but in general, you're making smart decisions, cheap, which is why I'm the fast and an average. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you make a bunch of safe decisions, you'll probably make it as long as you stay out of sight. Your movie will be very bad. It'll be very boring. No one <laughs> oh, will understand what you're okay. looking at. You know, risk reward. Exactly. There you go. Here. If you make a bunch of risky decisions, you're going to die, but the movie will be awesome. It'll do very well, and there will be this weird, like, rumors about it for a long time because of how everybody involved died. Annals in history, uh all that kind of stuff. Exactly. People will start making movies at that same water treatment plant (laughs) as a, like, an homage. Oh, so people will do very well. Playing me down the line? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there will be. (laughs) You got a little gleam in your eye. I just there. You want to go back and redo it? Anyway. There you go. So, okay. You made it out, uh, and your movie did fine. That's, well done. I mean, that's yeah, all you can ask that's for. That's what I would want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. Thank you Yay. for the fun game. Like Very that. welcome. <laughs> we call it True or False Fear. <laughs> I'll think of a title and drop it awkwardly in at the beginning. <laughs> I love it. Great. Well done. Thank you for indulging me. Nice to have a little guide through the true fear scenario. <laughs> just want to see how it will work. You feel so, you know, viscerally in it uh, when you're seeing how they're filming and yeah. how they're like, oh, I just slid out of sight before the camera came around there's, the corner. Phew. There's so, so many, that. like, sweet slides yeah. in the third act of this movie. <laughs> Trying yeah. to get out of the camera sight line. And... <laughs> Sacrificing your body for the play. Exactly. It's yeah. Would, it, would you do that? Oh, motorcycle time. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so I... That's all I got for One Cut of the Dead. Excellent. Well, I think that means it's time to do some final thoughts on... Some one and final thoughts on... (laughs) You can have one thought each. (laughs) Uh, Would you like to take it away? Sure. I mean, the thing that I love about this movie is kind of the twist, quote unquote. Mm. Just the, the structure and... It's still as satisfying the second time around watching them pull off this this movie that should have gone down in flames. Yeah. Absolutely. Like everything had gone wrong and they still managed to get it on the air and make it all the way through without anyone cutting. Just the professionalism, <laughs> yeah. you know? Professionals fucking doing their jobs and I love that. So yeah. it's a very, like you're cheering for these people the whole way through, for sure. Yeah, and... and- the not cutting the amount of times that they're like looking almost directly into camera yeah. for the cue cards. When you find that out later, those are my favorite moments. Yes, of all those, yeah, which just absolutely kills me. But yeah. yes, professionalism on display. You're you're so proud of them for not cutting. Mm-hmm. They didn't fuck it up enough to have to cut, and I love that. Nice. It's rare that you're just like you you feel the victory in your bones. You yes, know? exactly. It's so small, like just small steaks, but I love them. Small steaks can be good steaks. Indeed. Yeah. How about you? Delicious steaks. Um. <laughs> I, well, I've already said a lot about how much I love the structure of this, but the thing that I really appreciated is that it's, like, it's a meta storytelling story about storytelling. Yeah. Like, it's so many layers, and all of these elements would normally be the type of thing that make me go, like, honk, shoe, snore, don't like. <laughs> oh, uh, you're a honk, shoe guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm more curtain. of a me, me, me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about so you, 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 you. <laughs> Even when I'm unconscious. <laughs> Uh, 
So, uh, like, the fact that it all gets pulled off is such a little magic act to me because there is yeah. so much margin for, like, oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> they, it, they make it very believable in that in yeah. that way that's hard to... I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. Of Like, it's, all of this could be so, like, well, you're writing the movie. You can make it whatever you want. Yeah. But they, they really pull it off believably. And I think the big reason that they pull it off well is the that it isn't... Like, obviously, the meta-storytelling, everything, blah, blah, blah. That's the structure of the movie. But the actual movie is about community and coming together and building a thing and togetherness around a thing. Like, it's so... Totally. Common goal. Yeah. And that's what gets so infectious, I feel like, while you're watching this. Just Yeah, definitely. Very infectious, yeah. An unironic huzzah from me. Oh, a rare unironic huzzah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so let's uh, take our thoughts and double build this little friend with uh, a bigger or also little friend. (laughs) Whatever size friend you want. Yeah, so uh, tell me about your uh, friend that's a movie that you're double building with this. Well, my friend for today is another movie about struggling to produce a live work and Mm. that sort of meta storytelling about like they're using the method of like (laughs) an art form to talk about an art form which is great and that same sort of we're all coming at this from different angles but we all want to produce the same thing and the times that that works and the times that it doesn't work and like you know you have this thing in the end this live work you know tv show one cut or whatever and everybody started working on it for completely different reasons. The yeah. network, the producer, the director, all of the <laughs> actors, some of them weren't even supposed to be there. Like, you know what I mean? But you all ended up making this thing together. And yeah. that's really cool. And yeah, it's just about both movies are about like finding joy in that struggle to kind of align yourself with other people in a common goal, you yeah. know? To be very dramatic about it. <laughs> no, but you're right. It's it's the, like, everybody lining up over time. Yeah, the, there. like, awkwardnesses of, like, oh, I don't like this person's personality. And, like, we don't, we're not working on the same schedule trying to arrange these people, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I am going to double bill this with a recent movie, even more recent than One Kind of the Dead. <gasps> I'm going to put it with a movie you already said in this episode, Drive My Car. Oh, from nice. 2021. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. This is directed by Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Um, I feel like a lot of people saw it. Wasn't it, like, up for... Lots of Oscars. Yeah. Won lots of Oscars, yeah. Got the Palm d'Or or something. Yeah. Big award yeah. guy. Yes. And it's got a great, you know, 40 minutes in title card <laughs> drop. Very satisfying. Is that the thing that made you think of it in the first place? No, okay. no, no, no. It's that... It's the, specifically what made me think of it, and then as I thought of it more, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this is, it's the scene when they're doing the table read. They have a table read scene in both movies, and it's very clear that the personalities in this room are not going well together. Like, some of them are there for their ego, and some of them Mm. are there for the art, but in an annoying way. Some of them are (laughs) there for the art in, like, a sad, you know, (laughs) really desperate way, and, and just getting to know the people, and each in their own way supporting the work of art um so drive my car if you haven't seen it um it has hitotoshi nishijima as yusuke who's a director like a a famous you know theater theater director and tokomura as misaki who is assigned to him as a driver um when he's on is he in hiroshima to produce uncle vanya which is a yeah. Chekhov play and it's a big like artist workshop yes like an yeah. intensive and he'll, oh, wow, li- yeah, he'll live there really for th- right <laughs> 
and and so she's assigned to him as as the driver to get him around the it, just for insurance reasons is kind of the the setup here right and yeah. so they get to know each other through this sort of you know they're very bottled in together on mm-hmm. these long drives and his wife has died and he had a complicated relationship with her before she died and um Misaki grew up with like a troubled childhood and sort of uses the car as like this is how she gets away from her like yeah, finds her, freedom and her and, own space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So both are both movies are about struggling to produce a live work. Yusuke mm. is trying to put on this this production of Uncle Vanya, which is a checkoff play, like it's been done to death. It's been done a million times. So have zombie movies. Like at this point, you'd think there's no, wh- like, why are you producing this? What are you getting out of it? And I love the, uh, like, his, his approach to building theater is this, like, everybody speaks in their own natural language. And yes, you, yeah. So you don't know what the other people are saying. You just know how to communicate in this space. Yes, is, taking yeah. away the, the waiting to react. Uh, element of like bad mm. acting or untrained <laughs> acting yeah. of like just wait for the other person to be done their line so you have to be able to connect with their expression or their body language or whatever it is so yeah so there you go a gimmick right yeah yeah exactly um, yeah <laughs> and yeah so these both types of work are things that have just been done to death you have to part of the struggle is like why are you doing this specifically mm-hmm. like in both cases it's a little bit they need the money yeah but then there's this other layer of like, well, if I need the money anyway and I have to do this, why not try and like look for a little bit of meaning in it? Yeah. Both protagonists are kind of dealing with these like regrets that have built up over their careers, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, just just cobbling together this sort of unlikely group of people that like, they might not all be the most pleasant people in the world, like, <laughs> but they all want to get the job done. Yeah. And that thing alone is like, it creates a lot of electricity and... and gets the job done and by the end you're kind of rooting for all of them yeah it, it's so great yeah Man, i we we saw that when it was in its original theatrical run yeah and i think about it all the time so, right yeah. oh it's so good yeah yeah so if you haven't seen it see it and then watch one cut of the dead right after drive your car to a theater that's showing <laughs> i one actually cut of the dead you have a very <laughs> Are any? No. <laughs> Come over to our house. And we'll... <laughs> our um, address is. Yeah. Oh no, Nick! <laughs> I'm gonna call this one car of the dead. <laughs> I was gonna uh, suggest drive my zombie. <laughs> That's good too. Dead my car. <laughs> That's so that's great. mine. Yeah, that's Thank excellent. you for seeding my choice earlier in the episode. It's like that my pleasure. This yeah. is it's a real Chekhov's gun situation. Real <laughs> Chekhov's uncle situation. Oh my god, this episode is about <laughs> building an episode. Ah! Okay. Thanks, Aaron, for going back and splicing in me talking about it before just to produce this effect for You'll us. You'll never know. <laughs> Over to you, Nick. Thanks Who's your so friend? Much. You know what? I thought you were going to say was uh, a movie that I, another movie that I think about all the time that's, I'm just going to give honorable mention oh, status sure, sure. because Run I wasn't thinking about this at all. It just got plonked in my head. Uh, is Ed Wood, the Tim Burton movie. Oh, yeah. totally. Yes, yeah. Which another is... movie that like, I'm not like a huge Tim Burton person, yeah, but either. I love that movie. Yeah, that is easily my favorite Tim Burton movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah, the same idea of about bringing work to life in a space people aren't used to seeing, in a way people aren't, Used to doing it, all that stuff. Yeah, approaching it from a weird angle. And... Yeah. But yeah. that's not who I'm double billing with One Cut of Fair. the Dead. Just so... shout out Edwin. Yeah, just giving it a shout out. Uh, 
so I'm pairing this with a movie that I, to be honest, I haven't thought about this movie in forever. So I got some, we'll see if the details hold up. Uh, <laughs> I'll pick apart your argument. Yep. Don't blame me if I'm wrong. Uh, so very much a vibes based double bill, but they're about accepting an old, like your older generation for all their f- faults using mm. nonlinear storytelling and like the like conduit of storytelling to really come to that moment. Okay. And it's another Tim Burton movie. Oh, and you know what it is yes, for that phase. Yeah. It's uh, Big Fish from nice. 2003. Oh, talk about your like father-child emotional core. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I haven't thought about this movie since I saw it in 2003, probably. <laughs> right. uh, a very uh, young Ewan McGregor in there. Baby. But uh, just to give it lip service here, it's about the Bloom family. Will Bloom is his... Uh, is the son here who's getting to know his father, Ed, who's on his deathbed. And Ed has gone through life telling Will these stories that are, like, clearly fabrications. Fantastical stories. And it's Ewan McGregor acting out the fabricated stories that are all, like, magical realism-ish type things. Not hard on the Tim Burton. Like, I was surprised to go back and learn that it was Tim Burton. Like, it's so much more restrained (laughs) than he is in things. It feels like a Del Toro type of thing without the creepiness. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. I feel like there isn't that much creepiness. It's just like, here's a magical world. Yeah. Which, like, only exists in the father's uh, stories. But we spend a lot of time in those... I think the majority of the runtime is in the fictionalized tales. Yeah. But we see what Ed claims to have gone through during his life. But in the end, we learn that there's a lot of kernels of truth out there. Everything is based on truth, even if it is, like, fabricated just to try and connect with his son. Yeah. Uh, and that becomes a like a thing that's passed down through their family and it becomes a way for them to connect in the end. Nice. And there's a big like, oh, I never understood my father, but now I do kind of kind of moment at the end. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised to see it was a Burton movie because it's just like a straight up dramedy, really, <laughs> with like yeah. magical realism. Like it, it's so outside of what his wheelhouse would normally be. Like, well, I've brought up Ed Wood. I feel like Ed Wood is closer, but it's like on the same spectrum of getting out of his... Maybe it's just what we think of when we think of Tim Burton now. Yeah, I mean, you can you can make that argument about Edward Scissorhands, for instance, where it's um, kind it's of magical realism, or it's like it's all things are are symbols, you know. Yes. Yeah. But this is just a very externalized version of that. Of the the movie itself is a very down to earth, like grounded thing, and the stories that he's telling are the fantastical, symbolic things. Yeah. So I mean. It's partly in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so it's just my own personal biases against <laughs> Vibes, Tim Burton. Like you yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just vibing over here. Yeah. But it's all about initial expectations meeting reality and joining up with your father and understanding him emotionally more than you expected in the end. That's such a, a good kernel of it, too, because I think if I remember right, part of the thing is that Will now has kids of his own. Yeah. And now he's realizing, like, oh, I, I want to, like, create this magical, you know, sense of, like, connect them to their family, but also encourage their imaginations and, yeah. and things like that. And so he's understanding now why his father is the way he is and why he connected with Will in that way. And so is uh, so is the director's daughter in yeah, Lincoln of exactly. the Dead. She's like yeah. at that point in her career where she's like, oh, I see how hard it is to get my way and to like bring my vision to life in like all of these extenuating circumstances. I understand why he, you know, kind of ended up going down the path he did. Yeah. Yeah. And now you big... Big, big fish spoiler, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's um, 20 years old. Yeah, but it, it does end on, and this is the part that I really remember, it ends on Ed telling his children, you are correct, he has children. Telling, oh, Will telling. Or, sorry, yes. Yeah. Will, the son, the son, telling his kids 
the same stories that his father was telling him. Right, yeah. Um, so it's very much like, we're all like coming together. And, and there's a lot of, uh, the final scenes are a lot of like seeing the community that the the father lived in and everybody's coming together to celebrate at the end that this life and this yeah. this thing that was cobbled together from their experiences is more or less totally yeah. yeah god if you really want to get wild with it it is very much like any one person's life is just kind of a combination of the experiences people have with them yep and like you're never gonna 100 percent see things the way another person does so it's gonna be this weird tapestry but you're all celebrating the same person yep nice yeah oh i love that so much <laughs> it's so touching so that's my that's my double bill i do not have a name for it so that's fair yeah deal with it one fish of the dead <laughs> big cut of the dead yeah <laughs> big fillet of fish of the dead <laughs> Ooh, <fillet of> fish. <laughs> uh, nice nice good work and to you thank you sir it's my pleasure uh, we'll shake hands in part uh, <laughs> amicably. <laughs> Wait, is there a difference between those two words? Um, amiably, amicably? Probably. Linguists, weigh in. Tell me what the heck is up with those words existing. All I know is that this isn't the podcast to discuss it, or True. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please uh, follow us on social media, rate and review us on your podcast platform. We're at Garbage Pod on everything that we exist on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at Dick Arnavis. Aaron, you are at... Mecklebase. On the Twitter. And uh, we hope that you'll continue to join us throughout this spooky season. Five weeks of spooky season. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, come on back and join us for another spooky pile of spooky garbage. まで残り 15秒。10、9、8、7、6、5、4、3、2、1。